Come on down to South Park and meet some friends of mine. Welcome back to the Analog Sticks podcast, and this week we'll be covering a journey through a small town in Colorado in South Park, the stick of truth. Let's go! Welcome on into episode three of the Analog Sticks podcast. If you are a returning listener, thank you for listening to one of the other episodes and then coming back. Really appreciate that. Additionally, if you're a new listener, also thank you for coming in. Go check out the old episodes. Funny how that works. My name is Rusty, though. I am here joined, as always, by my co-host, Cody. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, We need an entertaining intro this time around, right? Yeah, last time we were kind of sad and it (laughs) It just crushed spirits. I'm pretty good at crushing spirits, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, I've just been messing around with tech stuff. I'm getting ready for school. I did break my 3D printer. That was very sad. But we're, we've already got replacement parts on the way, so it'll be all good pretty soon. Help fund Cody's 3D printer repair. Check out our Patreon. I made that last week, and I'd appreciate it, because money good but yeah if you don't want to that's fine as well i'd rather you just listen to the episode <laughs> if you listen to us you owe me by paying for my hobbies yeah i mean it'd be pretty cool get cody a real microphone that'd be also cool so then our <laughs> audio can sound better but yeah i i'm here as well i've been doing all right i was out of work with a side strain i got that's to right. lie down flat on my back for like three days and just work on videos and stuff because i couldn't actually work or go outside or anything but you know what it's kind of nice to get a break, and we're here now talking about a video game, having a great time, looking forward to it. Oh, it's going to be great, guys. I hope you're ready. Speaking of the game we're talking about this week, it is 2014's South Park The Stick of Truth. Woo! Now, now, Cody, how familiar were you with South Park The Stick of Truth before a week or two ago? Uh, very familiar. I'd beaten the game before, but it was back in 2020, right at the start of the pandemic. Fun times, I'm sure we all remember that. I as well had beaten this game. However, I beat it right after it released when I was staying in Florida with my uncle. Shout out Uncle Mike. Um, (laughs) I was staying at his house and when he was working, I was just playing that game. I think I beat it in like three days. I was like 14 or 15 or something like that. It was a great time, but uh, I actually played it again earlier this year and this was my second time playing it in a few months. It holds up. I love this game. I gotta say, before we really get into it, I'm I'm praying that this doesn't just become an episode of us quoting jokes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you are familiar with South Park, you know what this game's all about. It's very well written, witty, not necessarily like toilet humor, but it's it's got a lot of just cheap jokes that will make you laugh, regardless of how mature you think you are. There's some toilet humor. There's, There's parts definitely where you literally go to the bathroom on a toilet there yeah there is literal toilet humor where you can mash a to poop and then use your poop in battle to apply negative status effects because this oh, is yeah. an rpg quick thinking with this episode what's our policy on um bad words and swearing um i would say if you are under the age of being able to responsibly use swear words probably don't listen to this one Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like South Park and you've watched the show, I think this is going to be fine for you. So I guess it's uh, probably a little, maybe maybe something in between PG-13 and 
M.A. This is this is an episode for the big kids, all right? Yeah, so all you little 12-year-olds in there think you're cool. You are, but not quite old enough to listen to this. <laughs> I don't want your parents getting mad at me. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, though, the dialogue in this game, it's South Park dialogue. Every cutscene, and it's all voice acted, too, because the creators of the show, who voice 90% of the cast... Yeah, we're heavily involved in the writing and creation of this game, so it's all voice acted, and it applies that same sense of humor you would get watching a, an episode of South Park, and I just love that. But and we now, could, yeah. Before what? we go any further, I know you've got another great burner, right? Oh yeah, I do have a burn prepared. Um, just real quick though, we're not going to talk in depth about the writing and uh, analyzing the parody in South Park. I feel like I'm not qualified for that. No, there's certain things we're just not qualified enough for. We're here to talk about the gameplay, the the game itself, and we'll talk a bit about how funny the writing is. Yeah, we're going to go through the story and we'll point out things that made us laugh, but we're not going to analyze what every little line means because that and, sounds boring. And but... we're especially not going to talk about the politics involved. And there, and maybe a little bit, who knows. We'll see how wild we're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I do have my burn prepared. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Alrighty, here we go. Our favorite cast of nine-year-olds are locked in an ages-long battle, and a new heroic force has just emerged from out of town. You leave your new humble abode and end up being recruited to the Kingdom of Koopa Keep, or KKK for short. But just like the day after Christmas, the elves are rowdy and ready to fuck some shit up. <laughs> they are out to steal the legendary stick of truth, and then like Nick Fury, you're off to assemble the Avengers. After dealing drugs behind a coffee shop, sneaking through security in the nice part of town, and leading a jailbreak, we're off to stop the local stoner musician and reclaim the stick. After dealing with some phallic otherworldly technology, we're off to caucus some more warriors like some opinionated Iowans. After proving your nonconformity and pulling a Now You See Me, we must pick a side to fight on. But wait, is this an M. Night Shyamalan flick? Because after battling through a siege at the school, <laughs> Clyde emerges as the most evil in all the land. You then go recruit some more fair maiden warriors to your cause, but first you must uncover the infamous two-faced bitch. After beating a boyfriend, playing fetus deletus, and fighting off Chester Molester, we're off to Canada, strictly for translations. After settling some inter international affairs, our whole army is off to reclaim their national treasure. After scaling an evil fortress, trudging through the annals of Mr. Slave, and defeating many a Nazi zombie, we now must do our best King Henry VIII and defeat Princess Kenny to destroy, to restore peace to all the land. That's the best one you've had so far. Yeah, and honestly, I'm shocked I got that in one take. It was kind of long. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm, I'm gonna say it on the hot mic right now. We're doing great so far. I'm I'm proud of us. This is this has been good. But yeah, that's basically the story. There's a lot more to it. It's it's like I was saying, it's multiple episodes of South Park put together. I just did a quick like gloss over an explanation. Yeah, it's it's very well written and quite literally had me laughing out loud more so just exhaling loudly out of my nose at multiple points but it, it's it's very well written um like i did say in the burn you start out and you're like the new kid in town yeah you've just moved to south park actually next door to butters but before you get into that there's this big intro cut scene would you like to touch on that at all <laughs> It's been a minute already. It's like the 80s style animation yeah. with a red background. It's very serious, isn't it? Kind of, but at the same time, if you've watched South Park or even played the game, you know that it's like the least serious thing ever. But yeah. if this is your first South Park experience, you're like, oh, this is a pretty cool game, huh? That 80s style, like almost Thundercats-esque animation. Mm -hmm. 
and Cartman's explaining how the humans of Koopa Keep have been fighting off the evil and wicked drow elves, and a new heroic force has just emerged, and he must get to him before the evil drow elves corrupt his mind. But really, he's just saying, we gotta get this new kid on our team. And <laughs> it's it's pretty funny, because he's he's talking down on Kyle's team the yeah. whole time, and it's <laughs> it's just a really elaborate and funny way of saying... Yeah, the new kid just moved to town, and I gotta get to him. The, what's really elaborate is the kids' own lore for this game. It, oh, it is yeah. hilarious <laughs> to talk about how seriously they take it. I'm trying not to jump around, but right here, the the biggest rule of stick of truth is whoever controls the stick controls the universe. Mm -hmm. And in one of the missions, you're trying to get the stick back from Jimmy, who is the bard. We're gonna get to his mission in a little bit. And... They're trying to get the stick back. They've fought through his whole house and like a mm -hmm. big old siege of elves. And then they get to his room. Jimmy, you can't hold the door. That's cheating. He's like, nuh uh, I can try. I have the stick. Yeah. I make my own rules. He's just holding the door up so you can't get it. It's and then hilarious. even Cartman's like, damn it, he's right. Damn it, he's right. <laughs> we can't get in. We've got to find another way through. Uh, it's, you come out of your head. Well, you actually start out in your house. Your parents are talking about how, oh, you think he remembers? we so glad we got away to this small mountain town, all that stuff. Then they send you out to go make some friends, and you leave your house after getting some change, and you meet Paladin Butters, or Butters the Merciful. <laughs> yeah. He's fighting a drow elf, and if you punch the elf, Butters is like, thank you for saving me! He had a healing potion! <laughs> and then he takes you back to Koopa Keep, where you meet Cartman in the backyard of his house. It's, I, it's cool. I gotta say, for Butters, so the game, you know, it has turn-based combat where you have... A partner with you in all the combat uh butters is one of the companions that you can have and he's the best one. Oh, uh, i agree I, I keep using him throughout the entire game yeah i mean i i tried to switch through them all to hear their dialogue we'll get into that in a little bit yeah i want to i really want to really touch on the companion characters butters is my favorite but it's they're all good but butters is by far my favorite um when you do get the koopa keep you get to pick a class because again it's an rpg there is Fighter, mage, thief, and Jew. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you scroll over them all, and Carbon tells you, like, a little one-sentence blurb. And when you scroll over Jew, he's like, I guess we never really can be friends, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then if you pick anything out, like, no matter what you pick, you go into a combat tutorial, you get your weapons, all that stuff. Is it, um, I'm forgetting if this is only the second game, or if this one does it too. If, if you make yourself black... It, the game goes into hard mode. Difficulty is skin color, and that's yeah. only in the sequel, The Fractured But Whole. Um, and this this game, you just pick a difficulty level, and you can make your skin that's tone right. whatever you want. But yeah, in the newer one, whatever. if you're pale, it's easy, but if you're like... <laughs> the darker your skin gets, the more difficult this, you're set to. Yeah. So it, it's it's very well written. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, it says a lot about society. <laughs> yeah, more so about the writers of South Park and the fact that they're willing to point out what's wrong with society there. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, once you do finish the combat tutorial, the elves attack and steal the Stick of Truth. And there's a big plot point here, because when the elves attack, they're like, Clyde, go in the tent and guard the stick. <laughs> New kid, help us fight them all off. You single-handedly fight all the elves. Cartman watches, turn-based <laughs> combat. Uh, but Clyde failed to protect the stick, so Cartman banishes him from space and time and as you should yeah i mean naturally he, he <laughs> lost the stick the most valuable relic in the world after that so clyde's gone and now cartman sends you to recruit his best warriors so that you can reclaim the stick and yeah. this is where you get on your first mission you go out to recruit tweak 
Craig and Tolkien. Tolkien, <laughs> not Token. Yeah, if if you what's what's the whole thing? You racist piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. If you think his name is Token, there's something wrong with you, and you're the problem here. <laughs> that's uh, that's the newest season. So if if you haven't seen that yet, go check it out. It's so I a, I haven't kept up with South Park. I got so confused at that when I was trying to look anything up online. Yeah, because even like the wikis and stuff, they all changed it to from Token to Tolkien, like J R R Tolkien. Yeah. But in-game, he's still token. Yeah, because this game came out in 2014, and that was 2022, actually. That was this year that that episode released. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, you go to recruit them, and it's they each have their own little side mission you have to do. Uh, when going to recruit Tweak, he's in the back of his parents' coffee shop, Tweak Bros Coffee, brewed locally <laughs> with local ingredients for the local man. Mm -hmm. Um... And he's like, I gotta finish all these chores, but I also gotta go pick up the delivery from beside Kenny's house. Go help me. So basically, you go to pick up the ingredient from Kenny's house. You go knock on the door at Kenny's house. His mother's like, oh, that's the that's the renters next door in the garage. They'll have it. You go in the next door garage. It's a meth lab. Uh, you're basically picking up meth. But then you go and you bring that back to Tweak, and he's good to go. Yeah. Can I tell you a little personal story go for that, it. that's related? Um I used to live in Colorado for a bit. I was in Aurora. I literally had a neighbor who was kind of like those renters in, mm. in that part of the mission. My neighbor, um, <laughs> at some point, he ended up having a drug problem. And people kept coming over, and the house literally became a drug den. <laughs> and at some point, it got busted. Uh, the cops flooded our neighborhood. They cleared out the house. People got arrested. Um, there were tons of drama, a bunch of stuff was happening, and eventually the whole house was just covered up in crime scene tape for a good two months. And, I mean, <laughs> and that's what Aurora... I thought every time I walked out. Oh, God. And I mean, Aurora is a pretty big suburb, suburb, but I'd yeah. imagine that's the kind of story everybody in the area knows. And they're like, did you guys hear about the drug that got busted? Yeah, and I had to live right next to it. Well, actually, Aurora is such a big suburb that stuff like that happens and it doesn't that news doesn't get past the neighborhood that's yeah. that's that's not something you hear every day <laughs> can't say I, i've had any experiences as such it's when i went through that part of the game i was like ah yes it's just like my neighbors <laughs> <laughs> but then anyways you do get tweaked to go and meet up at koopa, koopa keep and you mm -hmm. go to craig's house craig's in detention you can't help him he's got he's gotta you gotta wait a little bit but then you go to recruit Tolkien, and the security guard at his house will pepper spray you. And then Jimbo messages you on Facebook, which is like the... I don't even know how to explain it, but it's something in the menu where characters are basically telling you like little tips and just funny yeah. blurbs. He messages you and says, hey, we got tactical equipment at Jimbo's Guns, come on down and buy a gas mask. So you go buy the gas mask. The guy tries to pepper spray you at Tolkien's house, and he's like, what the hell? It's not working. And then you have to fight the security guard, naturally. Yeah. Because if pepper spray doesn't work, then he has to actually fight you. Um, but as soon as you knock on Tolkien's door, he's good to go. And that's all set. You go back to Koopa Keep, and they're like, but we need Craig. So naturally, you mount an attack on the school to go free him. Yeah, Craig is stuck in detention. Yeah, but <laughs> you get to the school, you walk right in the front door, and you're instantly greeted by an exchange between himself and Mr. Mackey. Do you have any recollection of this? Um, from what I remember, it's basically Mr. Mackey putting him in detention, and he's like, well, I'm gonna escape soon, so whatever. He's dressed in his full fantasy outfit, too. Oh, which yeah. Which is great. <laughs> he's, he's the, uh, rogue or thief or whatever it is. 
and you basically have to fight through the whole ginger hall monitor force. <laughs> and this is actually where you face the first boss of the game, the sixth grader, who's given so many detention passes that he's like legendary, and then you kill him and free Craig. And the writing between Mackie and Craig is honestly some of my favorite in the game. It's mm. so good. God damn it, Craig, you're not getting out of here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Craig's like, I'll be out of here in 10 minutes. And sure enough, he is. But then once you do get Craig, now you have to go reclaim stick from the bar, which is Jimmy. Um, mm-hmm. You go into the end of the giggling donkey, which is just Jimmy's house. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so funny, this section. You absolutely wreck his house. His oh, it's destroyed. There. Yeah, and um, there's one part where maybe you get to this but um you have to go into his parents bedroom yeah and you wreck literally every piece of it like the bed is just gone the shelves are knocked down it's everything so is broken so when you go in the house you first go in and you walk up to the bar and you're asking for a pint of fairy ale or whatever it is and cartman's like leading the way because he's got the whole it's yourself Cartman, butters and kenny are there mm-hmm. so the guys you just want to recruit aren't even with you for some reason we'll get to that but then you go into the basement, because that's where the bard is. The bartender sends you down there. And uh, he's hiding in the dark. You go meet him, and he basically sends his goons on you. And then he's playing music in the background. He's not an enemy. He's just kind of like a stage hazard or whatever. Yeah. And he's playing songs to try to put you to sleep. You have to, like, mash or do prompts to stay awake. Oh, did you write down what the song was? I wish I did. It's like, there was a fair maiden from Stoneberry Hollow. Hello. She didn't talk much, but boy, did she swallow. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's something, something, something to the maiden from Stoneberry Hollow, who's also your mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big your mom joke, but in like fantasy bardic tune. And it's, it, he's stuttering through the whole thing because it's Jimmy from South yeah. Park. It's, it's very well written. His music is phenomenal. Jimmy, to me, had the funniest lines out of anyone in the show. Because the way he could turn stuff into mom jokes. Oh, yeah. And then even when he's on your side, he has more songs like that mm-hmm. that you can use. We'll get to that later, but he, he's it's it's very well written. They put a lot of thought into his lines and his songs, and I love that. It, it's amazing how when when you really look at the storyline and the writing, you can see how good it is and how much thought was put into it. But when you're just experiencing it, it's so in your face that it um, it doesn't feel as thought out, you know? You kind of have to really look at it and, and see how much thought went into it. Yeah, I mean, I've played this game twice in a few months now, and every time I look back at it, I'm picking out a few more things. I'm like, that was really good. I just yeah. didn't appreciate it in the moment. But once you do defeat Jimmy, he flees upstairs, and uh, then he sends more guys on you. He flees upstairs. Oh, and this is big. He kidnapped Hartman and Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> and then he sends more guys into the basement. Craig comes at the basement window. You can free him. We'll get to this in the mm-hmm. combat section when we, want to talk, when we want to talk about all that. But he helps you defeat those enemies, and then you go upstairs, and Cartman has gotten the shit kicked out of him. He's yeah. putting ketchup on his face and everything <laughs> to make it more dramatic in the cutscene. But he's like, oh, you guys saved me, all that stuff. Go make sure Princess Kenny's okay. They're raping Princess Kenny, because Kenny's yeah. Princess Kenny. You go upstairs, and... Kenny's just tied up on the bed. Yeah, and the, there's a guy just <laughs> jumping on the bed. So when you're right outside the bedroom, all you hear is... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you hear the stereotypical, oh, they're doing it in there kind yeah. of thing. Oh, but also, if you if you don't go straight for the door, if you just like wander around a bit and pick up items or whatever, your partner will just keep reminding you, like, Kenny's hey, probably hey, being yeah. right right now. Kenny's probably not doing so good. They do that throughout the whole thing, like... <laughs> 
this is a big it's a pretty large world i'd say not mm-hmm. like massive or expansive but it, it's enough to where you can have a good time just kind of running around and exploring there's stuff around every corner but once you go there usually that's kind of about it mm-hmm. but if you're just exploring your companions like hey hey, hey douchebag i think we should get back to the quest um, oh you know we never i don't know if we ever mentioned no matter what you set your name as they'll just call you douchebag yeah no matter what <laughs> if anything you do they're gonna call you douchebag but after you fight through the living room to get upstairs, I forgot to touch on this, you break the front door open, you blow it up, then Tolkien and Tweet come in, and then you get in to go rescue Princess Kenny. You would just go straight for Jimmy, but he's holding the doorknob, like we said earlier. Yeah. So you have to go in there, um, you knock down a shelf to use to get up onto the dresser, and then use a wire from a light fixture to swing down and knock out the guy who's jumping on the bed and save Princess Kenny. And in the process, that's when you break the entire bedroom. Yeah, like there's a hole in the ceiling now from where you pulled yourself <laughs> down. The bed itself broke. The nightstand next to it's broken. All the shelves are down. The room is in shambles. I think it's the parents' fault for putting a bowling ball on the shelf, though. Honestly, yeah. What I mean, <laughs> it's not even like it was on a stand or anything. It was just there. <laughs> but uh, you go through the attic. And then you drop in the Jimmy's room and you engage in the fight with the bard. Um, it's a lot of the same kinds of songs. It's a tough boss fight, um, but you can move on from there. And then after that, you go home and you go back to Cartman's house and it's like, oh, we got the stick back. But Cartman's mom's like, it's late. Everybody go to bed. Everybody go to bed. Yep. So you go home and go to bed. And you know, you're in a small mountain town in Colorado. So you get abducted by aliens and probed anally on their spaceship. This actually happens in Colorado. Yep. Everything that happens in this game is what it's like to live there. Cody was just a little 14-year-old boy then, and <laughs> he, he remembers the annual probing fondly. I'll never forget it. Yep, it's it's one of the best parts about living in Colorado if you're built like that. But um, you're on the spaceship. Yeah. I could take it. Yeah, yeah, just taking the... You take the big black probe that they put on the thing. <laughs> so the probe, it's essentially just a dildo, and they're yeah, yeah. ramming your butt. All the characters, you see them, they're kind of like still sleeping. Randy's still awake when they first strap you on. He's like, oh, is this your first time? He's yeah. like, yeah, it's one of the downsides of living in a small mountain town in Colorado. Like, yeah, it's quiet, there's no traffic, but you gotta deal with getting anally pro. That's just the price you pay if you're living in a place like this. Yeah. It's so good, but essentially, you clench your sphincter so hard you break their probes and defeat some aliens. And then you're trying to help free Randy... And you're going around through their spaceship adventuring, fighting the uh, space police captain. Yeah. And then you do free Randy, and you get to fight the captains of the ship. This is a big plot point, because once you beat the boss fight there, the ship comes crashing down onto the moon. Yeah. And for this this section um, in the ship, we should talk a little bit about the censorship that can happen. Oh, yes. So, in America, there's no censorship here. The writers are from America. They were clearing everything with the American people. In Europe, and I think maybe this is Australia as well, they censored this whole thing and just, they put like a statue crying with the EU flag behind it and said, sorry, Europe, you can't see this because your people, your politicians won't let you, but this is what's happening. And then they go in depth and explain exactly what's happening. It's it's pretty funny, but essentially the ship crashes down and Mm -hmm. uh, after that, it like explodes and everything's everywhere. You wake up in your bed just fine. Like nothing happened, even though you were just in a spaceship crash. Yeah. Uh, the spaceship part for me when I first played through, um, <laughs> when you break the probe with your butt, that's when I started realizing like, oh, this is this is the thing that um, your parents were talking to you about. Your character has special butt powers. 
Yes, and they introduce a magic element, which is more we'll touch on in the combat, but your magic abilities are just farts. Yeah. Like powerful, earth-bending farts. You have better farts than anyone else in the game. They're all amazed at your ability to do magic. It's... <laughs> It's 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 that same kind of just writing we're saying. It's gonna make you laugh, and when you look back, you're like, "Wow, that really is ridiculous." Yeah, they're able to find just the dumbest, lowest denominator humor, and they know how to push it just right. Oh, it's. I think it's one of the things that makes South Park a great show, and in turn, this mm -hmm. a great, well-written game. But you wake up the next morning in your bed, and everything's fine, even though there's like alien spaceship shrapnel and green goo everywhere. <laughs> Cartman comes running in. He's like, oh my god, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's everywhere. They stole the stick of truth overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's blaming the elves for stealing the stick of truth and freaking out. He's like, we gotta get more warriors and take the stick back from those assholes. <laughs> so he sends you to recruit the goth kids. And this is a fun part here. Because the goth kids are like, oh, we're not gonna conform to you. Yeah. And then they're like, if you dress like us and do all the things we do, we'll consider it. <laughs> so they're like, fuck the conformists, but if you conform to us, we'll accept you. Yeah. It's that same kind of writing where you look back and you're like, it's just really good. Yeah, just talking about, um, to me, that's like all about subcultures and how oh, yeah. insular they get. And, and what's the term? Just like gatekeeping and communities and all that stuff. Yes. It's, Which it's is a huge problem in a lot of gaming, I think. Yeah, like in some speedrunning realms, it's kind of gross. And even like some sports fandoms and stuff. Like, oh, you're not a real fan. It, if you're like that, reconsider some life choices. But <laughs> if you're not, we'll keep going here. Um... You have to get coffee, you have to get cigarettes, and you have to dress like a goth person. Mm -hmm. You do all this, you come back to them, and they're like, okay, but you have to prove it. Take this sign and get a picture in front of the PTA with it. And it's just a sign that says, fuck the conformists. Yeah. <laughs> you go in, you witness a PTA meeting. Oh, by the way, that crash site, the government's covering it up. Big bad government guy flies in on a helicopter, and they're saying it's just the construction of a new Taco Bell. <laughs> um... Somebody asks, is it one of those KFC Taco Bell hybrids, or is it just a big Taco Bell? And they're like, hey, a guy's asking a lot of questions. He wants to know if we're going to have Enchiritos. And the government guy's like, just take care of him quietly. And then he just gets silenced or shot in the head. Yeah. And then everybody just goes on with their day. No big deal. <laughs> After that scene, you can see the guy dead on the ground with his wife, just like, his wife's like, Jim, you okay? Jim, Jim. <laughs> oh, you know what's great? In this game... This is what makes this game better than any other game I've ever played. Really? The, like, the right mouse click button, the, the second most primary button is the fart button. And as you walk around, you can fart on whatever you want. Yeah, I played this on the Switch so, version, and the right stick controls are fine. Yes. So, of course, naturally, after a scene like that where the guy dies, you can go right up to the, the wife and just fart on her. And she's kind of like, ew. <laughs> yeah. And then just keeps doing what she was doing, goes on with her day. I don't know why. You know, you don't have to fart on everything, but when I'm playing the game, I just need to fart on everything. Oh, if an NPC says, like, one of the, just the background characters says something rude, I punch him and fart on him. Yeah. It's just like, you don't say that to me, <laughs> even though you're programmed to do it. Um, so you go into the PTA meeting, and they're all rabble, 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 Taco Bell's bad. Like, oh, I don't want this Taco Bell in my town, this construction, yeah. nah, bad. It's an alien spaceship, and they're just obsessed about how the Taco Bell is going to ruin the town. I love how even um, Randy was on the spaceship, and before the government says it's a Taco Bell, I feel like he perfectly knows what's going on. But once they say that, 
he just gets stuck on the Taco Bell idea. Yeah, and he, for the he's rest like, of the oh, game, we need a Doritos or whatever. Yeah, but then he has you. He's like, this isn't the way to go about expressing yourself. We've got to get to the bottom of this. He sends you into the Taco Bell site, the crash site. Yeah, and basically you sit in on a government meeting in the ducts. You use the sneaky squeaker. He teaches you another form of magic, and you basically witness them talking about how they're going to nuke the whole town. But they think it's to make Taco Bell bigger. So you bring back the recording you get. Mm-hmm. There's a well-written bit in there. I'm, we don't need to touch on everything that's well-written. We actually want to get through the story so we can talk on the actual game part. But you bring back the recording, and they're like, oh my god, the Taco Bell is going to be huge. They take your picture with the sign for you because you helped them. Go back to the goth kids. Like, one last test. You have to dance for us. And yeah. it's just like a rhythm game. You press the button as it gets to the top. There are so many parts of the game where there's like one-off or two-off game mechanics that just appear out oh, yeah. of nowhere yeah it's like so like the dancing for the goth kids yeah. happens one time <laughs> actually plays really well though i don't know if you agree um but then the goth kids are on your side after that you go back to cartman to tell them that no well no this is where you make the decision yes the oh. elves have come into contact with you now and mm-hmm. they make it to where they're like hey come bring the goth kids to us pick a side and you can pick either the kingdom of koopa keep or the elven forest and you can do your own thing there it doesn't really matter because after the next mission it all converges anyways yeah personally i chose the elves you chose the humans correct yes i i sided with cartman and the humans because there's one mission where they're battling each other we um we purposely picked opposite sides to see what kind of differences there might be and i was first so i picked the better side Hell, oh, oh, of course. Everybody yeah. wants to pick the elves. I bet you, like, it's probably a 90-10 split. Why would you ever... The elves. Why would you ever side with Cartman? <laughs> and his base isn't as cool. The elven forest is so much it's cooler. So much cooler. <laughs> but, uh, uh... So, we have not discussed this before. We're gonna discover the differences together with you right now. Yeah, and this is the only part. It's just the attack on the school is basically what happens yeah. next. Um, but I went with the elves, and this is where you get, like, the whole speech from Kyle. Oh, the new kid's on our side. You go in the school and you're battling through with humans. You fight the ginger hall monitor kid. Did you do that as well? In the basement? Ginger hall monitor kid in the basement? The Nazi ginger hall monitor in the basement. Oh, yeah. That's like <laughs> halfway through the school, yeah. right? Um, and then yeah. you're getting up. The whole time that you're going through this siege... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yes. You just casually brought up Nazi zombies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a big part of it. Yeah. So this was around the time of Call of Duty when they're like, oh, Nazi zombies are everything. And then just every game coming out from 2012 to 14 was had Nazi zombies in it. I feel like this was also right after the peak of everything zombies. Everyone was obsessed with zombies at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah, so the alien spaceship green goo I mentioned earlier, I did mention that. I was going to loop back around, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. If you touch it, you turn into a Nazi zombie. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, you're still yourself, but now your face is all like bluish green and you're wearing a nazi armband and like a badge and you're doing like the they have snippets of old german audio yes <laughs> like actual hitler yes speeches. like they have snippets of hitler speeches and that's the only way you can speak once you've been corrupted by the green goo <laughs> in the school there is some of this green goo you have to fight off some nazi zombie ginger kids and whatnot and the whole time you're doing this, Cartman's on the intercom like, New kid, this is going to be so cool when you betray Kyle. And we high-five at the end. And he's like, New kid, I know you're just betraying Kyle, but stop killing my guys. And he's, he still thinks you're on his side, but there's like a benefit of a doubt. And you battle through the whole way at the end, and then you meet up with Cartman and Kyle. And they're like, whose side are you actually on? And then you get to pick. 
Yeah. On the human side, is it the same thing, just humans? Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll describe um, what happens when you side with Cartman. You go in through the cafeteria with the goth kids. Is that the same with Kyle? Yeah, you go in the side. The goth kids took out everybody in that little side area. Yeah, so you get to go in. So when I went in, um, the whole thing was decorated with elf decorations it was like elves rule humans suck there are tree cutouts everywhere i had the same thing vice versa it was all the human structures elves okay yeah so that's what i was really curious about is so the path must be the exact same it is just a texture swap okay and like probably some audio as well i'd imagine yeah so for me instead of cartman on the intercom it's um kyle and he's he just keeps saying like cartman is a dumbass like don't listen to him trying to really be tricked by him yeah yeah (laughs) at the end you get to pick a side again i still picked on kyle's side then you get to fight cartman he's the boss at this level Mm -hmm. Uh, you fought kyle yeah okay so it really is just a pure swap (laughs) (laughs) no but uh after that then they check cartman's desk but there's their flat top desks there was nowhere for him to hide yes. a stick. Well, in your case, it was Kyle's desk, I'd imagine. Yes, yes. So, yeah, you're checking Kyle's desk or Cartman's desk. It's not there. And it says on the underside of the desk, check my locker, Clyde. You go into his locker and his MacBook's there, and it says, like, I have the stick, I rule the world, and he builds a big fortress. You go to his big fortress, his it's dad. your bedtime. His dad builds the fortress. Yeah. <laughs> it's a massive structure. It's like bigger than any building in South Park. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's just like, uh-uh, I, I have the stick. I control the universe. You guys stink. And then Clyde, you're banished from space and time. He's like, no, I have the stick. I make yeah. the rules. I'm like, damn, he's right. <laughs> but uh, you end up having to go home for the night because it is past Clyde's bedtime. Clyde's the one who's like... And now I called all your parents and told them it was past your bedtime. Yeah, but Clyde's dad comes out and yells at him too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, you go back to your house and you go to bed. And there's another nighttime section here. Um, We meet the underpants gnomes. This part, it's funny, but there's a part of me that just didn't really like it either. It is weird. It didn't phase me. (laughs) So the underpants gnomes, there's an episode of South Park early in the show. I think it's season three or four. Where the underpants gnomes are stealing everybody's underpants. First, I can't even remember the reason, but they're like, oh, I just gotta feed into the, the bureaucracy or whatever. And then Yeah, it's there's no reason. It's they they just have to. Yeah, you wake up and they see and they're like, Oh shit, he's awake! And then you, they try to fight you, That's but a they're good impression. They're gnomes, so you just stomp them. Like mm-hmm. it, it took I have my warrior class, I had the ability to just jump up and slam down on the whole field. One hit, everybody's dead. Uh I was a I went for wizard, mage, mage, um, and I focused on fire attacks, and yeah, I was able to one-shot all of them, because in this point, they're all super tiny, so they don't have that much health. But then they get pissed off because it's not fair, and they shrink you down, naturally. Yeah. So now you're their size, you get to fight through them again, and it was actually kind of a tough fight. I was playing on easy just to burn through, and it 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 still gave me some troubles. I had to burn through some potions. But yeah, you do that, and then they run off and flee. They have their warlock and then there's just a few gnomes you go through the vents in your walls fight off some mice and all that yeah and then you get into your parents room and they're all like i hope he likes it here hey you want to have sex yeah (laughs) and then they just start doing that you're on the dresser and they're just in the background uncensored going at going at it yeah (laughs) i mean every there there's some detail in there you get to see it all and that's not even the best part though because you fight the gnomes again on the dresser Kill all of them except for the warlock. 
and then the warlock flees onto your parents' bed while they're still going at it. <laughs> yeah. And so the battle happens on the bed right under your mom. The whole time, there's just a tit flopping at the <laughs> yeah. top of the screen back and forth. And then there's some parts where you have a to quick dodge. Time. Your, a quick time a quick event time where you have to dodge your dad's nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just a hairy, far too detailed nutsack flying down, and you have to do like a backflip to narrowly avoid it. It's one of those things where you just don't think about it too much, you know? The, Looking like back... The physics don't work out, you do think about it. <laughs> yeah, going up, you could just duck, but it's whatever. But looking back on that, I will say I have a grin on my face because it, it's funny. But in the moment, you're like, this is just weird. <laughs> yeah. For Okay, so for me, I'm... Um, I was at my parents when I was playing this part. So that's why I was like, I need to get through this just as quick as possible. <laughs> so yeah, but then you do defeat the, the warlock, and he's trying to tell you something, but then your mom's tit smushes him, and your dad's nutsack smushes you, and you yeah. wake up in your bed safely the next morning with the ability to use the gnome dust at your disposal so you can shrink down and get into small crevices and stuff like that. Amazingly, your character doesn't seem phased at all. Yeah, he just wakes up the next morning and is ready to go on with his day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you go to recruit the girls. Um, there's one girl at City Hall who's being bullied. Yeah, so, well, so they you need to recruit the girls now because Clyde is getting people to join his side. He got all the vamp kids. If That's right. If you've South Park enough, you know about that. In the emos. In the emos, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Craig's on his side now. He's a traitor, too. <laughs> it's so sad. Craig was my favorite until then. He's like, you guys should really try out being a traitor. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, you recruit the girls, but they're like, we can't help you until you find out who the two-faced bitch is. And they basically have you eliminate people. And then they're like, oh, well, go to the abortion clinic and find the records. There's a whole thing in here where you have to fight Nazi zombie fetuses. Also, I think this might have been, there might have been some censoring in this too. I'm not 100% A lot of censoring in that part. Randy comes in, you have to give him an abortion. It's (laughs) it's all, the doctor tries to give you an abortion, but your magical sphincter clinches off the vacuum and breaks it. It's, um, I I would hate to really get into any commentary about like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. It's so PC. Because I do think there's... There's a time and place for talking about certain things. And I feel like this isn't quite it. (laughs) Well, to me, it is amazing that... I I don't know if I've ever encountered any other media that talks about abortion so brazenly and openly. That that part I kind of respect. They make you do an abortion. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's... I I mean, I think... There's no skirting around it. They're not talking about it by not talking about it they when it comes to their satire going it to you <laughs> yeah they're not scared. and they're kind of like exaggerating the qualities of it in a way that makes it more consumable yes yeah and at the end uh the government guys come in because the nazi zombies are outbreaking and mm-hmm. you have to fight chloe kardashian's aborted fetus <laughs> and it's like as big as like a whole room they're like the area is secure in the the doctor, doctor. Dr. Poon Lover, I will yeah. say. <laughs> the, the abortion doctor is Dr. Poon Lover. He's, he got shot a bunch of times because they were suspicious of him. He's like, it's not secure. It's not secure. Chloe <laughs> Kardashian came in earlier today. And then they're all like, well, what do you mean? And then the giant fetus breaks in and kills them all. She had the biggest abortion I've ever seen. <laughs> you kill the fetus, you get the records, but they're in French. So naturally, the girls have you go to Canada to get them translated. Oh, of course. There's only one place in this entire continent where, you know, you can translate French. Yes, and it's Montreal. 
So yeah, you go into Canada and it's a big 2D section, almost like Zelda 2. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was actually pretty neat. Uh, it could have been more fleshed out, but for what they were going for, I think it's very well done. <laughs> it's all pixelated. Yeah, and, and it's got the... like chip tunes as yeah. well and all the 2D sprites. You have to uh, exchange your money to buy anything. It's Yeah, <laughs> you have to exchange to Canadian dollars in Ottawa. I, I tried to buy something before I realized you had to do that, and the shopkeeper in Canada was like, What's this green stuff? Ew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Canada is basically a whole big drama section. I absolutely love it. <laughs> you go to Ottawa, the prince says, I can't speak French. Go to Earl of Winnipeg. Earl of Winnipeg says, I'm overrun by dire bears. Kill the dire bears and I'll help you. You kill the dire bears. He's like, I don't speak French. Tell the prince to go free the minister of Montreal. He's like, I'm not going to free the minister of Montreal until you go kill the Bishop of Banff. <laughs> if you try to kill the Bishop of Banff, he's like, here, spare me. The prince wanted a trophy, so naturally that's his testicles. Yeah, the he's like, bishop of Venice is like the bishop's testicle. Yeah, and I'll free the minister. The bishop is like, no, 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 don't take my balls, don't kill me. Here, take these dire pig balls I just have in my pocket instead. <laughs> so I spared him. There's no reason not to. It yeah. doesn't make a difference. I'd imagine if you kill him, you get his balls, well, and then you bring you, him back to the prince. If you spare him, he'll friend you on Facebook, which is good. Yes, and you can't get the achievement on PlayStation or Xbox if you do kill him. So that's yeah. just one little thing there. But you bring the balls back, and the prince is like, Ha! Thanks for doing that, but I'm not going to release the minister of Montreal. And he runs off laughing at you. And then the princess is like, Hey, hey, come here. Go go talk to go talk to the Duke of Vancouver. He, he can help you out. You talk to the Duke of Vancouver. He sends you to Terrence and Philip, who teach you more, air quotes, magic. Um, they That's take you to the, the Matrix. That was, that was one of the best parts of the game for me. The The whole game, you um, there's this farting mechanic, and then suddenly he's like, you're going to have to speak to... Um, oh, what did the, two, the two monks on the island to the yeah. south of here. And then you, it's Terrence and Philip. And if you've seen South Park, you know, asses of fire and that whole thing. Yeah. As you're walking up to him, like, you just know who it's going to be. Yeah, and they, they take you into the Matrix and teach you the fart called Nagasaki, which, like, breaks objects, <laughs> certain objects. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the cave and free the minister who translates the documents, and he's overly Montreal French. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> he only speaks French. <laughs> he's like, aha, we do this here! <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the documents translated, you go to the girls... And then they join your side. You go back to Cartman and Kyle in the Elven Forest because their base is cooler. And then you go to confront Clyde and his fortress. He goes in. You go into Clyde's fortress. There's a bunch of different paths you can do working your way up. I really love that. A lot of interaction you can do in the overworld part outside of the combat. Um, you're doing that. And then you work your way up. You have to fight Craig, who is the first boss in the fortress. And you defeat him. It was actually a pretty tough fight as well. You keep working your way up. You get to Clyde. Clyde has the stick. He's also got a big tub of the green goo, and he injects it into a coffin. If you're a <laughs> South Park fan, this is going to be great because he resurrects Chef as a Nazi zombie. Mm -hmm. You then have to fight Chef, Nazi zombie Chef, and it's a pretty tough fight as well, but the attacks are hilarious. He throws his chocolate salty balls at you, mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Yeah. He has these moments of lucidity in the fight. Children, I'm back! Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry! I'm so sorry, this, is, this isn't right. And then <laughs> if you beat him the first time... Yeah, Clyde shoots him with a squirt gun of green goo. Because he starts to wake up and he's like, Oh my god, guys, I'm back. It's okay. He's like, no, dog, you're, you're mine. Yeah. Shoots him with a squirt gun of green goo. And then he gets really angry. Clyde lights him on fire and sends him at you. It's another quick time event. Yeah. And stuff. And then you beat him. And then Cartman just pushes Clyde off a cliff. Yes, he does. Yes. 
I forgot that I completely skipped over the Mr. Slave section right before you go into the oh, fight. Oh, that part, it's always fun to play through, but I, I memory hole that part after I'm done so, with the game. So, yeah, fair, but <laughs> there's a section right before the chef fight, sorry to bounce back like that, where you have to go through the depths of Mr. Slave, and I mean that literally you enter his anus to disarm a snook. He, he is one of the bombs that the government planted. Yes, to blow up the town. So that's why they were at the abortion clinic. They were trying to find a suitor to put a thermonuclear device inside. Yeah. Um, so then you go in there, you disarm the snook by aborting it, of course, naturally using the same things you had earlier. It's mm -hmm. one of those two-off things we talked about. You meet uh, the frog king, the katata fish, and the sparrow prince from the Lemmywinks things. There's great music in this section. Mm -hmm. And then you, Mr. Slave like coughs you up. And then yes. you grow, and then you go fight Clyde, who gets pushed off the cliff. And then the big bad government guy comes in and he's telling you this overly long story. And even the characters are like, oh God, isn't there some way to skip this? We gotta, <laughs> we gotta skip this. Going Dude, on you can press on. B and skip this. <laughs> um, I didn't skip it because, you know, I needed to see all the content for the show. But it is hilarious how the entire time they're like, just skip this. Like, you can skip this. <laughs> dude, dude, this really doesn't matter. Just skip it. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is a big part of the story, though, if you're really into it. Basically, they tell you that they want to take you and harness your ability to make friends, but everybody assumed it was for your ability to fart. Um, so that's yeah. just, that's pretty well written there. But then the guy has the stick of truth in his hands and they're like, you really care more about this and those people there than you do about helping your country. And then Cartman's like, well, yeah, he cares more about the stick. Whoever controls the stick controls the universe. He's like, wait, so I control the universe? Yeah. Big bad government guy gets stripped, strips down naked and starts running around. He's like, how do I control this thing? <laughs> And then he's like, you can, you can, you can come join me and we can rule the universe together. So you know how to control it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Kenny, they, they talk about how loyalty and friendship matters more than the stick and all that stuff. And then Kenny just walks up and takes the stick. And they're like, Kenny, you're going to sell us out for total control? And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, no question. And then you have to fight Princess Kenny, who's the real final boss. And you do so. And I got to say... What's really hilarious to me is that the entire time you're fighting the final boss of the game, the government guy is naked. still buck naked in the background. You can see his wiener. Balls. It's all gross looking. <laughs> and he's just there. You fight Princess Kenny. When you defeat Princess Kenny, she does a shot of Nazi goo and turns into a Nazi zombie Princess Kenny. <laughs> Before she does it, they're like, you're going to die. Don't do it. Yeah. And then you kill Kenny. You end up killing Princess Kenny. They're like, you killed Kenny. You you." Oh, yeah, that was kind of neat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, basically the whole thing is this is a big fight. You go through all the companion characters if you're not quick enough. Like, there's a thing where Butters has to step in and block a big attack. And then Kyle has to do something. And then Jimmy has to do something and so on. But it ends and they're like, we can't defeat him. New kid, you must break the oath. And at the beginning of the game, when you're first learning magic, Carmen makes you swear an oath to never fart on a man's balls. Yeah. You have to fart on Princess Kenny's balls. You do so, and there's just a big flash of light, and everything's back to normal. And then a huge reset from the power of your fart on his balls. Yes, precisely. <laughs> and then it cuts to Stark's pond. They throw the stick in, ask you what you want to do next. And naturally, you tell them, screw you guys, I'm going home. It's End the only time you talk in the whole yeah, game. Yep, that's it. They, they really set up, they're like, are you finally going to say something now that our adventure is done or whatever? 
So that would normally be three quarters of this episode, and we just talked about the story. Um, yeah. We still have a lot of stuff I really, really want to touch on, because this game is actually really well made. It's not just another episode of South Park. That's, um, that's something I really wanted to touch on and emphasize. Uh, the fact that for a game based on TV media, it is surprisingly good. You know, most movie video games or TV video games... Anything licensed like that. Yeah, licensed stuff is usually just a cheap cash grab done mm. quick as possible, low quality. This game, though, is, like, it's it's actually a good game by itself. 100%. It definitely leans on the South Park medium quite a bit. Definitely. But it enhances the game more than making it the only part of the game, Yeah, it's really it's, good. It's a pretty... Honestly, it's a pretty easy game. Um, Especially when you play it on simple. easy. If you put it on hard, obviously oh, yeah. combat gets a bit more challenging. But there's never really any big puzzling areas. It's more mm -mm. kind of what you're saying. A lot of it is the story. It's like you're, It's like a South Park movie, except you get to interact with it. I mean, if you like a game for the story, you're going to like this game. Mm -hmm. If you like South Park and you like story, you're going to love this game. And it's the turn-based combat is decent so even if you're not as into the story the gameplay itself is still fun despite being 100 percent. it reminds me a lot of like paper mario or the mario and luigi games yeah. where it's kind of like turn-based combat but if you press a or spin your stick at the right time you do a better attack and there's like different things you have to do to do different abilities and all that stuff like hold the button and let go of it at this time yeah press it when it flashes all that stuff it's really enjoyable and well-designed, but it, like we're saying, it's still an RPG. You have your health, your power points, and your mana, and they make it clear the power points are called PP. And every time <laughs> in the beginning they bring it up, people start laughing, and Cartman's like, what? You better come up with something better. Yeah, he's like, he's like I'm the king, and I say it's PP! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, respect my thumb attack! Um, the mana controls your magic farts you can use in battle. Honestly, mm -hmm. I never use them in combat at all. I don't know if you use them. I used to... You were a mage, so maybe... Yeah, so I was a mage, so I would use it sometimes. Not that often. It's only if I, um, because I was playing easy, you know, I'd have to think too hard about mm -hmm. what moves I was doing. So if I knew I'm good, I would do the fart powers just because it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used them the last time I played, and unfortunately I could never really get the hang of it. I did mm -hmm. this time on the tutorials. I'm like, oh, this is really so much easier than I'm making it out to be. You know what's weird to me is that the when you learn different fart powers there's a certain mechanic to learning it, and it's totally different than when you're in combat and just using it. Or even in the overworld, for instance. Yeah. It's, honestly, I think that's one of the flaws there, is the way they explain the farts. But, it, I mean, they still function me. well. Yeah. Um, additionally, you get potions like you would in any other RPG. They <laughs> boost any of your health, mag magic, or power points, PP. Yeah. And they're all, like, nods to stuff from the show. So you've got, like, cheesy poop, snacky cakes, weight gain 4,000, cream freeze, all that fun stuff. And the mana potions are stuff that gives you gas. Oh, it's like Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's, I love it. It's Which, so well written. I gotta say, so Chipotle, if I'm remembering right, started out in Colorado. It's better than anywhere else in the country. If you're in Colorado, Chipotle is worth stopping by, just because it's better there. And this show is brought to you by Chipotle. Go to Chipotle now and try their new black bean bowl or something. <laughs> try their rice with cilantro in it. You're going to yeah. love it, unless you're one of those guys who don't like cilantro. Yeah. Um, shout out to Moe's as well, another sponsor of this program. Welcome <laughs> to Moe's. Moe's and Chipotle. We're really double dipping here, guys. I love Moe's. Not important. <laughs> um, but back to the potions there. You can use one 
item from your inventory every turn and still have your turn, which I thought, honestly, it's kind of broken, but I do like it. I like it. Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah, I mean, we were playing on easy, though, so it may be I think, a little uh, less fair, but... There's a lot of times, I gotta admit, for, like, half this game, I was just high. So there's a lot of times where I made the game harder on myself, because I, like, wouldn't use items. Oh, and you blank out and fight. And you're forgetting to hit the button. I was sitting on the couch with my fiance. She's watching a TV show, and there were times I'd get into the TV show and then just fail to block like five straight attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that's great is if you're sitting in the combat and not doing anything, everybody's like, oh, I could be playing on my phone right now. Mm -hmm. Hey, are you going to go? Why are you taking so long? <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, and there are the four magical farts, like I was saying. There's Dragon Shout is the first one. It's just a melee basic fart. You walk up to something and fart on it. Cup of Spell, which is Dragon Shout, but ranged. Um, the Sneaky Squeaker, which is really good at distracting, and you can kind of control where it goes, at least in the overworld. And then there's also Nagasaki, which is an earth-trembling fart, really good at breaking things. But again, never fart on anybody's balls, yeah. unless it's Princess Kenny it, to save the world. It's one of those moves, the Nagasaki, purely made to just unlock certain areas on the map. Yeah. It's like Cut in Pokemon. Exactly. There is a blocking mechanic, kind of like the Paper Mario games as well, mm -hmm. where when somebody goes to attack you, there's a little reticle underneath your guy. If you press A, when the reticle's there, you block it. Honestly, it's easier just to watch when they're coming at you and press it when they're about to hit you. That oh, I, I, always, I always watch for the little thing. But yeah. that, that gets tough when some enemies have really quick attacks mm -hmm. and they just come at you right away. Yeah, you have like a couple frames to press the button or mm -hmm. you're just going to get hit. But if you block the attacks, it reduces the damage and you don't get hit with the negative status effect, which is awesome. Yeah. Because uh, bleeding and gross out and all that stuff, they're not good. Speaking of status effects, they exist in this game as well. Um, you have bleeding, gross out, on fire, cold, which is just like a slowdown. Every now and then you miss your turn. Um, there's a bunch more. There's stuff like attack up, yeah, defense up, defense down, defense so up. Let me talk to you about um, how I did the combat as a mage, because <laughs> I think I found a combo that's kind of broken. I found mine too. So you did? Yeah, you go first. Um, <laughs> so you have all those magic spells. I always, I would start with the ice one to bring their defense down, and then I would do the dragon breath, which was just a Roman candle that you fire at them. <laughs> but with the upgrades I had, everything um, boosted fire attacks and made their defenses go down even more with the ice attack. And then I had one thing where I think I just upgraded the fire attack enough mm -hmm. where it took out their defenses every time you used it. And so I would start with an ice thing against everybody. I always use my fire attacks, and it would only take like two or three turns to kill everybody, even the bosses. I had stuff like that too. So as a fighter, you get abilities like Assault and Battery, which is where you just... Hit a baseball <laughs> into them, then hit them with the bat a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, Rochambeau, where you do rock, paper, scissors, and kick them in the nuts to stun them. <laughs> uh, there's a bull rush where you charge into somebody. You just you put on a helmet and ram yourself into mm -hmm. them. And then there's like a stomping ability where you jump up and slam down and hit everybody. There's another one that like does something for status effects. Never used it. Um, but what I would do is in large groups of enemies, like if I had to fight like five mice or like the dire bears in Canada... I'd do the stomp, and it could wipe everybody out in essentially one or two turns. Yeah. So I'd do that, and that one used about 20 PP. So it, I'd have to take, yeah. So I'd have to use a potion or whatever, but there's so many potions it felt like I was never going to run out. Oh, that's what really broke it for me. Um, as a mage, I had a ton of power-ups that gave you PP. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, it's all like coffee and Red Bull and stuff in the game. Well, no, I wouldn't even use those. I had patches where after every turn, oh, I just automatically got. Yeah, five towards or 10 the end PP. of the game, I had that too, where it's like perfect attacks gain two PP. You yeah. eat food, you gain PP. So I mean, it's not hard. Mine was if you deal fire damage, you get PP. So if I used my fire PP. attack, it restored all my PP. That's yeah, gotta have a full bladder. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's all fun. What I would do was, like I was saying, the large groups, I'd do the stomping thing where you jump down. But in a smaller group, I would take the guy, like, let's say you have three enemies, two in the back row and one in the front row. I would hit the guy who's by himself, stun him with Rochambeau, and when they all see that, they get grossed out and their defense goes down. Mm -hmm. And then you could just take down the other two, and he's still stunned for like three turns, which is kind of broken. On boss fights, it was really useful unless they were immune to being stunned. But it, it really wasn't hard to win as a fighter there. But yeah, there's also like the whole class system we're talking about. You get your you get your different abilities for each class, and they're all ridiculous. Yeah. I, I haven't played as the Jew or the Thief or the Mage, but I'd imagine they're all pretty well written as well. And then, like any other good RPG, you get your companion characters we touched on earlier. I'll go ahead and list them off. There's Paladin Butters, who has the Healing Touch ability, and he's really good at dealing direct damage, especially against armor. Uh, there's Princess Kenny, who has the Charm ability, which mm -hmm. is another kind of funny <laughs> little nod there. Uh, really good with ranged attacks, and when Princess Kenny dies, he comes back two turns later. Full health, full PP. Yeah, so instead of knocking out like all the other ones, Kenny just dies every time. Yeah, then you cannot revive Princess Kenny. And it's always a horrible custom death, too. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Part of me, I, I would, I would. Or the rat take out. him off sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I would take out Kenny sometimes just to have him die because I wanted to see what it would look like. <laughs> um, you also have the Bard Jimmy. After you merge the factions, he has the Bardic accessibility in the uh, overworld. That's where he does that great song. Well, no, the Bardic access he just goes through handicap entrances. Oh, that's right. yeah. And you need that um, <laughs> when you're disabling the bomb inside of Mr. Slayer. Yes, yes. For some reason, it has a handicap button. Also, when you're playing as the elves, you need it to get into the school. You need to use the oh, bardic really? access oh, to get in the okay. handicap entrance. I'd imagine with the humans, you just go in the other door. I think with the humans, I had to heal people with butters. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of people in the overworld who just butters has to heal. Uh, you also have Stan the Great of the Drow Elves. He's really good at area damage. When you do his regular attack, it takes uh -huh. out everybody in that row. Um, and he has his Mark for Death ability. He also spreads water on the ground by having his dog pee. Mm -hmm. And then there's Kyle of the Drow Elves and Cartman, who you never really need. Um, I, I would uh, I would take out Kyle, because his special abil ability is Rally, where mm -hmm. it boosts all your stats. It's He's good for status effects, for sure. Yeah. And Cartman has his magic abilities that apply negative status effects to the enemies, which is really good. I never used Cartman. I used him once. It, the writing's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's an armor system. You get your weapons, you get your different gear, you can make your character look as ridiculous as you want. Uh, as a warrior, there's a Valkyrie armor set you can get from the girls that's like mm -hmm. super good. But it's like your stereotypical Valkyrie armor. It's like a loincloth and like a tiny bra. And one of the best sets in the game is a fairy princess outfit. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> overpowered, but it's it's hilarious. There's the druid outfit, which is just like a, ted a teddy bear costume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so the next little thing we'll talk about is the, the weapon system mm -hmm. and all the upgrades you can do. I gotta say, I almost never interact with a game's upgrade system. I It just... Uh, it's always so involved, I just don't have the time, or I don't want it. Or like it's a time. tree, and you're trying to figure out the best route to go through the yeah. tree. 
South Park, amazingly, is the only game where I've gone all in on the weapon system, and I feel like it's because it's a little bit simpler than the rest, and it Very has such much a, so. Yeah, there's a lower mental barrier of uh, entry, mm-hmm. and so I, I feel much more comfortable interacting with it, and then so I get to have all those special little upgrades, mm-hmm. which you actually need. Even in easy mode, you need some upgrades. To it definitely helps. So you have your weapons that you find through doing quests, so shops, or just finding in the overworld. Mm-hmm. And you can equip them, and they work. They have their own special function. They do X damage, and they might apply X status effect or whatever. But you can also put a patch or a strap-on on them. And basically, that's just a little thing you have that enhances it just a little bit. Like yeah. It's like, now you apply a frost status effect or a fire status effect, or every time you attack... You do X amount more damage. It just makes your weapons more powerful. And the best part about this, I don't know if you found this as well, whenever you use one of these, you can unequip it and equip it on a different weapon. So it's not like you burn through it instantly like you would in other games. I really like that. I really like that. And it let you play around with it too. So I could could have an entire set and then decide, you know what, I want to do something else. And I can swap out everything and you know, have a totally different playstyle. And you can still use the same patches and uh, strap-ons throughout the whole thing with your armor and your weapons if you want. If you find some good ones at level 3 you really like, you can use them on any gear you get and use the whole rest of the way, and it's yeah. it's really neat. I wish more games wouldn't lock you into uh, the decisions you make with stuff like that, because I yeah. feel like it, it's more fun to be able to do whatever, you know, and it's a video game. Like, I don't... And you get to talk to your friends like, oh, I had this broken one that did this. And they're like, really? I didn't come into that one. I only used these ones. Yeah. It's it's a nice talking point there. Uh, to me, and maybe it's only my play style, but locking you into whatever decision you make um, only detracts. You know, it doesn't... Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's no point in making me think about this. I'm here to relax and have fun. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm becoming an adult i have less time i just want to play and have fun i don't have time to sit for an hour and think about my strategy or whatever like when i was 12 years old i was playing world of warcraft like religiously Ooh. Ooh. oh my god i look back and i don't know how i could do that i put so much time and effort into it and it's just like why yeah and it's the same thing you lock yourself in and you put thousands of hours into these characters and it's it's you pick your play style when you first start, and then it's like, yep, now you got to keep upgrading it. And you can change it, but it costs you a bunch of gold or in-game currency. And but hey, if stuff. if that's what you're into, and you're into that kind of play style, more power to you. Yeah, you know? but for us, like limited on time and stuff, we're we're not gonna sit there and yeah. want to make all these decisions. But that's just play I, Zelda I wanna, game. I don't want to disparage anyone's yeah. play style or how I, they I, like a per- I enjoyed that, but now that I'm looking back on it, I'm like, I I, I put so much time into yeah. That. Um, while we're on the armor, kind of, I did want to touch on a little Easter egg. There is a Link mm-hmm. outfit. Did you stumble into the Wood Elf costume? Yeah. Yeah, there's a Wood Elf outfit. It's pretty much in plain sight throughout the story. But you get, like, the blonde hair, the green hat, the green floppy hat, and the green tunic, and the gloves. And the caption's like, dude, really? You're wearing this? <laughs> and it's, it's, you get to be Link. And they've talked, the developers have actually talked about it. Uh, I think it was Trey Parker, one of the creators of the show, said he loved the whole silent hero thing Zelda does and kind of modeled the new kid after that. And he's like, I just wanted to put a little Easter egg in there. And sure enough, it's pretty cool. Um, Additionally, though, you have your abilities and your kind of, not necessarily trees, but your perks and your abilities and your upgrades as you go throughout, which are kind of like another RPG element there, where as you level up, every level you get, you get another 
you basically get to upgrade your special abilities for your class, which is where Cody's Roman Candles got to do extra fire damage or whatever. Yeah. And my Bull Rush then adds defense down to everybody who witnesses it and all that fun stuff. Um, and then there's also the perks, which are controlled by how many friends you have. There are 120 friends in the game. If you get 101, you can get all the perks. And it's stuff like gain PP when you eat food. And now you deal extra damage when you're critically injured. Or when the enemy, when you're critically injured, you take less damage. Yeah. All kinds of stuff like that. Status effects are more effective, all that. I think it's pretty well designed. It's not overly obtrusive, but it is good to... It's, it's a nice little perk. Um... One more thing I kind of want to touch on real mm -hmm. quick. So, also, there's a big loot system here. Do you want to touch on that at all? Um, I like the loot system. I I would totally clean out every area I was mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. and I was still having fun. So, what I would do is every day you get your new ability, I walk through every area of town and just yeah. use the new ability or whatever. And there's always something for you to be looting, whether it's an enemy or just like a backpack or a chest or a drawer or something like yeah. that. And there's always something to find around every corner. Usually it's just junk, but it's usually well-themed junk. So even the, Yeah, even the junk is funny, because there's yeah. many <laughs> items that just reference different South Park episodes. I mean, there's like a Terrence and Philip doll. There's... You go into Miss Carbon's room. I don't know if you did that in her in Carbon's yes. house. She's got yeah. bongs and lube and all this other stuff <laughs> on the dresser. And if you loot her drawers, you get... Like, Black Thunder and, yeah. like, the zebra and the uh, the... The jackrabbit or something, and it's just dildos. Yeah, or um, there's a few houses, so you know you want to go through every house and open up and mm -hmm. try to get loot from. I know it. where you're going, but the, yeah, there's some houses where you open up and it's just people going at it, or like a dude jerking off. There's one where a guy has <laughs> mounted a horse, but not God. in the way you would think. <laughs> yeah, and like they freak out and slam the door on you and lock it and that's yeah. like the only time you can ever go open that door and usually you can still get in their garage for something but it's it's just a, just a little bit of environmental storytelling something like that <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't quite go as far as call that environmental storytelling i go as far as to say that's a moment to wake you up uh i i still thought it it usually got a kick out of me i'm usually like whoa okay yeah that's happening <laughs> there's a dude just beating his meat on the couch there there are so many moments where it's just like oh oh okay oh, sorry i was just going to loot some stuff but if you're having fun with your horse you do your thing yeah <laughs> um, another thing is when you're looting you're going to stumble into some of the collectibles in this mm -hmm. game it's really just the friends so you get perks for talking to npcs mm -hmm. some of them are just as simple as talk to them and they'll befriend you some of them are like hey buy something from this merchant or hey go do this one thing and they'll add you um there's the friends there's also the chin pokemon which directly translates to penis monsters in japanese um <laughs> that's another south park episode in the 90s when they were making fun of the pokemon quote-unquote fad that still hasn't ended mm -hmm. um and there's 30 of them hidden throughout the whole world. Some of the ones that stand out to me, they're they're ripping off Pokemon hard here. Yeah. There's stuff like Roid Rat, Monkey, <laughs> Cosmonute, <laughs> Velociraptor. <laughs> and there's so many more. There's Shoe. Shoe. And it's just a shoe. That's a callback <laughs> to the episode when they're all they're all getting their chin Pokemon cards and they're like, hey, hey, Kenny's so poor. The only one he has is Shoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's it's that's a season three episode. I think it's actually might be one of the band episodes because they have Nazi imagery mm -hmm. in the episode. But it, it I watched it before they all got shut down back in like 2016. <laughs> um, but it's it's 
It's pretty neat. And if you collect them all, the Gym Pokemon Toy Corporation adds you on Facebook. It's a nice little, nice little reward for getting the collectibles there. Um, and then do do the people that help you in combat count as collectibles, or do you have that? They count as friends. Okay. I think, and then there is a whole tab where they're shown, but I don't think there's anything for getting them. Or oh, I'm talking about the people that help you in combat. Your companions. The once daily. Thing. Oh, the summons. The summons. I haven't That's even touched on summons. Yeah. They're a big part of this. There are like four summons, I think. I think so. I know that when you have a friend do certain tasks, it's usually, hey, do this quest, and then you get a friend request, and then these characters also become a summon. If you played Final Fantasy, you know exactly what I mean. You can call yeah. on them once a day, and they do something where they basically wipe out that whole field. For, for they the let summons, you skip a battle. I think I. I might have missed one of the summons. I can describe three pretty well. Though. I know four. Um, the first one is Jesus. Yes. Uh, if you find the the priest somewhere in South Park, he'll tell you that you City need Hall. to find Jesus. <laughs> and so you can literally go and find Jesus. <laughs> He's like hiding. He's going, teehee, you can't find me. Yeah, um, I actually have a list here. Oh, you do? So awesome. I was writing a script. Spoilers. Heads up. Keep, out for the, keep an eye out for this later this week. I did a ranking of every character you can befriend. And Mr. Mackey, I'm going to read the little blurb I wrote for him. Uh -huh. The local Catholic priest is found sitting on a bench near Town Hall. If you speak to him, he'll tell you that he's worried today his kids just can't find Jesus. He basically then tells you to go back to the church and find Jesus, who's just there laughing and hiding behind the pews. You return to Maxie, who just sends you back to the church again, because kids often find Jesus just to lose him again. And when you go in there, he's not as easily found. He is still hiding. And you can hear him laughing. What you have to do is turn spotlights towards the podium and mm -hmm. turn off the light. And then you get like the, the T-pose statue yeah. <laughs> and shadow. And then you talk to him. And he's like, you found me again. Now I'll be a daily summon. But I can't be used for bosses because they're scary. Yeah. <laughs> he gives you the rosary. And that's pretty neat. Um, the other summon uh, is Mr. Slave. You have to deliver a package for him. And found in the back sure of the post it's office. <laughs> it's, it's a vibrating dildo. If you walk in the post office, you see it literally bouncing out of the big mail bucket in the back. Yeah. You can go back there, you grab it, and you can give oh it to God. Mr. Slave. And when you summon Mr. Slave, it is <laughs> a spectacle. He, he takes out one enemy. Takes out one enemy. He runs onto the field, jumps up, throws his pants off, and uh, impales that enemy himself. Impales himself. <laughs> uh, that enemy disappears right up his ass. And then everyone else runs away in fear, obviously. And when you first get him, he's like, yeah, I can only do it once a day, though. I don't want to get a fissure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other summon um, is, oh, what's his name? The the Asian guy who runs Mr. Lu Kim. Lu yeah. Shitty so, walk. <laughs> shitty walk. The Mongolians have taken over his restaurant, and you have to go defeat the Mongolians for him. And yes. if you do that, then he... Just uh, becomes a summon. He's so thankful. He dresses like a samurai warrior and <laughs> yeah. just wails on everybody. It's it, The animations are pretty good. I'd mm -hmm. say it's worth watching. The fourth one, I don't know if you just went deep into the depths of the sewer at all. I don't think it's required ever. I, I did go down there. But Mr. I, Hanky. Hmm? Mr. Hanky. Oh, that's right. That's yes. right. I got that <laughs> I got that after I beat the game. I, I did that um, just as a little, oh, I should do this. Yeah, Mr. Hanky's down there, and if you find his kids who got lost when his wife was too drunk to watch them, mm -hmm. he then becomes another summon for you, and it's just a wave of shit, basically. It's <laughs> it's pretty good, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all your summons there. Um, the next thing I kind of wanted to touch on, 
was just some general world design stuff. I don't want to go too crazy. You're exploring the town of South Park. Mm-hmm. All the memorable icons and locations throughout the show are there. But there's a fast travel system that's not necessarily that fast, I would say. Because um, usually some locations are close enough together where you can just run there and it's not too much longer. But it is yeah. still useful. Uh, Sir Timmy's fast travel. <laughs> it's really handy if you're just trying to knock out side quests. Yeah. Yeah, there's 12 locations you can ping back and forth to, and it's, yeah, Timmy comes and picks you up on his wheelchair. <laughs> um, I told you Canada 2 is, Canada is all 2D. I really like that. You can avoid the enemies just by walking away from them. <laughs> when you get into combat, it's still the same turn-based combat, and the cutscenes are still the same up there. Um, and then I wanted to talk about how well-designed Clyde's Fortress is. When you fight Craig as a, like, secondary boss battle, <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, I only joined because the fortress is cooler. And then everyone in the party's like, oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, they all understand instantly. But when you first go in, there's like three paths you can choose. You can break down the front gate and walk right in. Mm-hmm. You can go around the backside, use the gnome dust, fight some Nazi zombie rats, and then sneak in the back that way. Or you can use your anal probe ability that From lets you teleport. Spaceship. Yeah, um, that lets you teleport up. And you can go in that way as well. There's three ways to enter the fortress. And then while you're in it, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can interact with to make the combat sections more easy. Throughout the whole game, that's really something you can do. Yeah, you can knock out enemies in the overworld before they ever approach you for combat. And then you get the XP from it if you knock them out too. It's so nice. I love it. And then usually it's not too hard. You just look for 30 seconds and you're like, okay, shoot down the lantern cup a spell blow up the fire enemy's dead yeah hey that light fixture when this enemy goes underneath it shoot it down it's another example of where i love that they could have made things harder they could have not given you the xp for knocking them out but it's just fun and that's what i like in the video it game it feels good to solve the puzzle yeah and like i didn't have to fight them because they didn't make me and that's yeah. really nice and even before you fight craig in clyde's fortress he's lowering the gates to let out the Nazi zombie <laughs> cows to fight you with. Yeah. And you can take out two-thirds of the cows just by doing stuff in the overworld while he's trying to do the crank. And even the whole time, they're like, Craig's like, ah, I should have made this faster. I'm going. I'm going. And you have time to, like, basically drop them out of the sky. I, I only could get one of those cows because it took me, like, half the time it gave you to even realize what was going on. Oh, you're just like, what, what do I do? What do I do? I was like, why am I waiting <laughs> And then so you long? see the fire and you're like, oh, I can do stuff here. Yeah. That's pretty good. We did not touch on the alien probe ability. There, God, there's just there's so much to talk about in this game, which is weird to me. You wouldn't think there is for a for a South Park game. Well, yeah, but there is. There's a lot. When you're in the spaceship and you you break off the anal probe being used, yeah, you get a satellite dish that is retractable from your rectum, um, and you can use it basically whenever there's these little like eye robot looking things yeah and they can basically teleport you behind fences or up ledges and stuff like that and that's where a lot of um collectibles and and hidden content is yes that's just more loot normally um there's a lot of stuff like that it's all pretty neat and the music i did want to talk about the music what are your first thoughts on the music (laughs) so it's amazing how if you're not paying attention it fits really well it's genuinely some of it's pretty epic there's parts where the overworld music generally fits that kind of good there's so many one-off songs or bits of music for different levels or fights that are also good 
and a lot of it pays homage to the show, as do many other things. Mm -hmm. Like when you're in Mr. Slave, if you've ever watched the episode with uh, Lemmy Winks trudging through Mr. Slave, much like you do there, there's like an Irish, a Celtic folk song, like Lemmy Winks, Lemmy Winks, you must move <laughs> through the intestines and end up at the top or something like. I don't know the lyrics. I just made something up, but it's it's like a little limerick there, and they basically play that, but for you when you're going through Mr. Slave, and I really um, enjoyed that. The do you remember the Game of Thrones South Park episode? Yes, where they do the song and uh, what was it? Wiener, 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 wiener. wiener, wiener, wiener. That was after this game, right? Yes, I believe so. I think so, that same year, but the game was in development well before that episode. Yeah, and so the overworld music gives me the same vibe as that, <laughs> where there's lyrics, but it's like balls. <laughs> balls, balls. Yeah, in the Game of Thrones one, he's like one wiener next to another wiener, and there's a lot of stuff like that in this sh in the music here that's really good. But there's also just some really good tunes, like when you're going to the farm. The mm -hmm. music at the farm is just good. <laughs> it's flute music, like da -da 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 -da. yeah. I can't do it justice, of course. But check, but Google after this episode, Google South Park Stick of Truth farm music. It's good. Um, I felt the music in battle for the most part was kind of dull for an RPG battle theme. So I actually would turn off the music during battles and just put on my own. Yeah, it was usually just kind of a lot of the same. Um, mm -hmm. like even Pokemon, you get like the battle theme that people say can get annoying if you're in a battle long enough. I, I like that kind of stuff. I like having an epic battle theme, not just the same overworld music or whatever. Yeah. There are some exceptions, some boss fights. Uh, when you fight the Sparrow Prince in Mr. Slave, you get a whole, you get the Lemmy Wings song. And it's, it's yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Um, the princess, the princess Kenny boss music is like an anime theme song. <laughs> so is. you're fighting Nazi zombie princess Kenny, Kenny, and it's just anime music, and it's it's <laughs> awesome. And and that old guy in the background is like encouraging him the whole time. Yeah, he's dude. like, use your rainbow attack, princess Kenny. Oh, yeah, he he kept announcing every attack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just like an anime. Bite them with your zombie mouth. <laughs> That's all pretty good. Also, I mean, it's it's a semi-open world RPG, mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of side quests as well. Most of them are just, hey, go do this one thing and I'll add you on Facebook. But like the Tower of Peace quest for Mr. Kim stands out for me. You're basically battling through a tower, fighting all the Mongolian kids, and at the end you get a mini-boss, the Mongolian Horde. Um, <laughs> that's a really cool one. Uh, but a lot of them are just kind of that do this one thing for me and I'll add you or take out X amount of these or do this this number of times and it's just stuff that you're naturally going to do over the course of the story mm -hmm. but there's a lot of stuff to do and there's a lot of side quests um, well there's a lot of main story quests that feel like side quests because a part of the story in the game is that you'll need to do one thing and then it just turns into this whole cascade of like, oh, you're going to have to do this to do this. But before you but can then, do this, go do this. But yeah. before you can do that, you have to do that. Yeah. Before you can do that, you have to do another thing. Which is, for most games, that would annoy me. But in South Park, it's just funny. It flows <laughs> and feels natural. It's never like they're making you backtrack. It's always, hey, there's another thing you go have to go do here. And now we get to talk about one of the best Facebook friends that you can make in the game. Probably the best side <laughs> quest, I would say. Mm -hmm. Would you Would you like to introduce... Um, the man, the myth, the legend, the former Al Gore, vice president, <laughs> former vice president Al Gore is in the game, and he is trying to recruit you to find Man Bear Pig. And so, Naturally. there's tons of different steps. There's like several quests strung together with Al Gore. It's almost like its own little secondary story. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you start out by putting all these sensors to detect man bear pig. Well, first, he's hiding behind the movie theater with, like, the, oh, nose, yeah. the nose mustache glasses. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's me, Al Gore! There's even <laughs> uh, an NPC in front of that area before you meet him who's like, there's a weird guy It's sitting in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, on the side of the street. Or nobody you can actually talk to. Like, they just point it out. Vice President Al Gore keeps trying to talk to me. <laughs> And for those of you who don't know, South Park uses man bear pig as an allegory for global warming. And up until a few years ago, they were very kind of, they had the wrong stance on global warming. I think that's safe to say. I think it, it's a two-parter. They obviously they did have the wrong stance. I think they've apologized. They have about since it. come around and made a whole two-parter, a duology on man bear pig that's really yeah. good. Well, they they also I think it was also satirizing how he talks about global warming, where it is a big important issue. But I think sometimes the messaging on it just isn't there. Especially yeah. back around the early 2000s. When they first did the episode, it was like 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. Yeah. He, he was more prominent. Or was that two, 2000? That was like four, right? He was vice president for Bill Clinton, right? And then he was running against George Bush. Yeah, was that first term or second term, though? I don't know. That doesn't matter. But not long story short, they're making fun of him. And you place the trackers, like we're saying, you go back to him, and he's like, meet me at my storage locker. It's super, <laughs> it's super serial. Super serial, guys. And uh, you go meet him at a storage locker, and he's like, do you not believe in man? No, no, no. He's, what does he have you do after that? I'm missing something. Um, he just has you set down another sensor in the sewer. And then uh, once you do enough stuff for him, he friends you on Facebook. And when he befriends you on Facebook, <laughs> he will relentlessly spam you with Posts that are just it's nothing. Stop. <laughs> like every 30 seconds, and you get a like, notification on the top right corner of your screen Al Gore, new Facebook message. And you check, it's like, I just went to the bathroom. Hey, are you there? Why aren't you responding to me? Are we not friends anymore? Hello? Do you still believe in Man Bear Pig? <laughs> yeah. I think Man Bear Pig's super scary. Spread the message. Yeah, Man Bear Pig's real. <laughs> just went to the bathroom again. Yeah. Just nonstop, every 30 seconds, you get a message. And that's the entire, like, if you don't do anything about it, that just happens for the rest After, of the like, game. five minutes of that, when you're just running around, you get a quest just out of nowhere. It's yeah. unfriend Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to go confront him, and if you confront him, he'll try to fight you. Because you, you are Man Bear Pig. Clearly. That's the only reason Obviously. you wouldn't want to be his Why friend. Why would you want to unfriend him? <laughs> he brings in, like, secret service men that shoot you. <laughs> it's a hard fight. He The fight opens up with him doing a presentation on global warming. And it's, like, and... super serial graph. And if you don't uh, block the attack, you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to, like, mash to stay awake or something. Yeah. It's kind of annoying, but uh, it's, it's such a good fight. It's the hardest fight in the whole game. That's not the hardest fight. There's well, one more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After you defeat him, he, he runs off crying or whatever, and then you get one more Facebook message, the last Facebook message from Al Gore. Oh my god, man, bear pig's real. He's in the forest. Help. He's attacking in the uh, in front of the church. Oh, in the church. Yeah. Yes. And if you go meet Al Gore here, it's him dressed as Man Bear Pig. <laughs> Crudely. Yeah. I might, I'm going to, I never want to have to go back in and make more work for myself, but I'm going to put a picture of Al Gore dressed as Man Bear Pig right here. Okay. If you're on the YouTube portion, enjoy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the hardest boss fight. It's completely unfair. It's designed to be a brutally yeah. hard fight. Well, you know, it's funny. I had a hard time with the first section. Once he was Man Bear Pig, I had upgraded myself to be so broken that it was an easy fight. Yeah. The first time I played it, last time around, not this past time, but the time before that, I made the mistake of friending him very early. 
Oh no! I could not <laughs> unfriend him because you don't unfriend him until you beat him. Yeah, and yeah. I like for like the last two days of the story, I'm just getting pinged every thirty <laughs> seconds. But I eventually did. Once I beat the game, I went back and kicked his ass, and it felt good. Like this is what you get for spamming my Facebook for two days. Yeah, but it, it felt good. Um, I think that's really about all I can get off the top of my head. Um, one more thing: they call you the Dovahkiin the whole time because of your farting abilities. They're basically making fun of Skyrim. They're calling you the Dovahkiin, the Dragonborn, all that stuff. Yeah. The dragon shouts the fart ability. That's just a neat little nod to Skyrim where they're making fun of it because that was the big game at the time. We talked about you can poop in the toilets. Um, <laughs> the character creation tool is actually pretty serviceable. Mm-hmm. You can make a character that you feel represents yourself in the world of South Park. And Obviously, you, it's you not get to be look... a South Park character. Yeah, it's That's not going to look perfectly like you, but when does a South Park character ever look perfect? You, yeah. you, if you show somebody your South Park you put next to your face, you can make it to where like, oh, cool, you're a South Park character. I This time around, I didn't make myself. I tried to make an old man, and it worked, kind of worked <laughs> out. Especially as a mage. Later on, I was able to decorate myself to look Put like a big mage wizard. beard. Yeah, there's yeah. a wizard beard outfit in there. And you get, like, dyes and all that stuff. You can change the color of your armor and your mm-hmm. hair. And you can put facial hair on a nine-year-old. I always <laughs> had... I gave... For those of you who don't know, I have, like, a scruffy little baby beard. Mm-hmm. And I gave myself the rapper beard in the game, which is just, <laughs> like... Looks like somebody took a pencil and just shaded along the, the chin, chin strap. strap. Yeah. But they also give you, like, the mustache part, too. <laughs> It's it's funny. I, I think mine's a little better than that, but I, I still enjoyed it. It's pretty neat. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we try to wrap this one up? We did run long. Um, not too much else. Um, it was just a great game. It, it was a pleasure to... Oh, I do have one last thing to say. Go for it. For the audience, if you have not played this game and yet you've somehow listened through this whole thing, you have to go play the game. It is so funny. There is so much... There's so many little jokes and bits of content that we couldn't even get to. There, there's entire like mechanics and places that we couldn't even bring up because we didn't have enough time. I felt we touched on the story pretty well, but there's still a lot we didn't get to. You can still get a lot out of this game even knowing everything we've told you. It's worth going back in. You can get it on any of the major platforms now. It's on PS3, PS4, mm-hmm. Xbox One, Xbox XS, whatever you want to call yeah. it. It's on Switch. It's on PC. I played it on Switch. It runs pretty well. Crashed only one time, but it wasn't like anything detrimental. Mm. Um, but yeah, this is a game worth playing. I, it's if, a good if you're time. Into this kind of humor. My only gripe is that I didn't think it was long enough. I thought it was the perfect length, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, to me, I usually, I like shorter games, anyways. Mm-hmm. But this is you can play and beat this game in a week, and it's very completionist friendly. If you want to play and complete the game one hundred percent. You could probably do that in two weeks, easily. Uh, That's even if you have other stuff to do. I'm pulling up howlongtobeat.com. It says the main story is 11 hours, completionist is 20. I would doubt that it takes 20 hours to complete this game. I 100%ed it in 14 hours the last time I did a playthrough, and that's collecting every weapon, Mm -hmm. armor, rend, everything like that. It's a fun game. I like them to have a little more meat on the bones. I wish the story could have been longer, but I think they said they had like 600 pages of writing before this there, game. Even, I mean, even with how short this game is, it's a dense game. Yes. I, I don't feel cheaped out when I only play this game for 15 hours. I think a great way to play this game is to just burn through the story and don't worry too much about collectibles and stuff, and then do a second run through trying to 100%. It. And there are some collectibles you can miss, 
So that's something there you are. also got to keep an eye out for. I looked them up before my last playthrough just to know, hey, there's a collectible in this area. Don't miss it. Yep. But it's it's a great game, a great experience, one worth having, definitely. Um, yeah, my even if you don't, I wish it was a little longer. Even if you don't watch South Park. I, I've watched a lot of it now, but when I first played the game, I hadn't seen much of the show. And it was still funny. One last little bit in the new season. They did a St. Patrick's Day special because that's their thing nowadays. And they use Stick of Truth overworld music in the St. Patrick's Day episode. Oh, nice. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's going to wrap this episode of the Analog Sticks podcast up. Thank you for tuning into episode three. Um, we have socials now. At a social. There's a Twitter. Oh, yeah. At Analog Sticks underscore on Twitter. And you can check us out on Patreon. It's linked below. Pretty cheap. But we'd appreciate it. We can get better stuff for our setups and all that and sound better. But yeah, if you guys have listened all the way through, thank you very much. We both appreciate you. Numbers are still looking good. We're hoping to keep this thing growing, and hopefully we'll see you next week on the Analog Sticks podcast. Yeah, if you are, seriously, if you're still listening to this, thank you so much. That's incredible. I mean, we can't thank you enough. Um, if you are listening through, really, if even if you want to, um, comment and just be like, hey, I'm listening. We would really appreciate it. <laughs> Tell us what you want from us, and we'll give it to you. If it's five bucks, just just ask me. I'll spot you. I won't. I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.